Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Would you take it to the uh, Supreme yeah. Court? The Supreme Court has shown that they're willing to contort the law just to whatever they see fit. That's terrible. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's horrific. Today, we're talking about all things Satanism and activism with Lucian Greaves. Okay, cool. Well, let's just get started because um, I know you don't have that much time. Um, so most people don't know that Satanists don't actually worship Satan. When you get on like huge platforms like Fox News, do you purposely not say that to piss them off? No, I, I purposely don't really get into that because it's not relevant. They want to make primary uh, whether or not they should accept us for who we are, the lifestyles we live, and things like that. And a lot of people are concerned about that in their own identities and, and other such things when they're advocating for anything. But really, we're not. Uh, our point is, you have to give us equal access anyways. We don't really care if you understand our beliefs. We don't, under, we don't care if you approve of our lifestyles or how we look. We want you to recognize that we have the right to believe and practice the way we see fit, whether or not you approve of it. And, and it's really because of that that I don't bother to try to sell people on Satanism when I'm on Fox, because that's a losing battle. I want to confront them with their hypocrisy if they're saying we shouldn't be allowed to engage in free speech and other such things they consider themselves as advocates for. You know, I, I want to put them on the defensive and explain that. And I think that tactic has worked well for me when dealing with conservative media. Yeah, totally, because they don't have that same energy for Muslims or Buddhists or any other like religious group. They kind of just center in on Satanists and just say, OK, you believe in the devil. You're going to hell. I, I can't believe you're into this. And they just kind of pick and poke. But it, it is a hypocrisy. Right. Well, I've been on Tucker Carlson three times back when he was on Fox. Now, mm -hmm. of course, that's that's different. But he considers himself a free speech advocate. And for the most part, the Fox viewing audience considers themselves religious liberty advocates. But this is what free speech and religious liberty looks like. <laughs> right. It doesn't look like picking and choosing between what you agree with and what you don't. If you want religious liberty, then you're going to have to accommodate all varieties of religious opinion. If you're going to advocate for free speech, you can't be offended when we have viewpoints that are diametrically opposed to yours. And I feel like, again, I'd be giving them the higher ground if I were just trying to justify Satanism to them rather than confronting them with the, uh, the real conflict they have in their own their own belief systems. For sure. So you're basically saying, like, let's say you believe in the Christian God. I believe in something else. Just give me that religious freedom and stop pointing the finger because you're being a hypocrite. Sure. And also, we don't believe in proselytizing. We don't believe we should be going around telling people that this is a better religion for you. Right. We want people to know it's here if this is something that's meaningful to you. But we're not going to go into other communities and say that Satanism's your best option because honestly, we don't know. You know, I, I mean, you That's can't true. say, uh, you know, it, right. You, in some communities, you can really make a prior of yourself by self-identifying as a Satanist. For some of us, that's part of the point, because we want to stand up for the marginalized and make people think differently about the assumptions they might have. But wherever you're placed in your community, in your life, that might not be a good idea for you. And plus, that's what we we oppose in other traditional mainstream religions this idea that everybody needs to unify under one banner. We want to show people, no, this kind of diversity is fine within the parameters of a legal framework in which we're not harming one another or coercing one another. Right. No, I totally get that. Um, my mom is like a devoted Christian. 
Um, I grew up Christian. She goes to church. Or she goes to church on a Thursday night. She it doesn't matter. She goes to church all week, and uh, I feel like she needs that. She's one of those people that needs that for her sanity. And I, I, I understand that, although I have a different point of view, right? So I agree right. with you. Like, some people just need certain things based off of where they live or their community or whatever the case may be. But that's really what you're fighting for. You're like, that's okay. Let me do this, though, and don't give me a problem. We've had Christians who were adamantly opposed to us kind of change their minds over time, seeing what we're doing and listening to what we're actually saying. Right. You see it on the surface, you'll see us embracing blasphemous imagery, inverted crosses, pentagrams, and that kind of thing. And then we'll do events and there'll be, you know, usually Catholic groups that feel like what we're doing is intentionally meant to insult them. These are their sacred beliefs and we're <laughs> right. and we're we're denigrating them. And I'll explain that this really isn't about you. This isn't like we're outsiders coming in and critiquing your religion. For the most part, people who embrace Satanism were people who grew up in traditional Christian mainstream denominations, and they felt it was an oppressive environment or an oppressive belief system. And being able to look at blasphemous things in another light is very cathartic and liberating to them. It's very personally liberating for them. And that's kind of what makes it a religious experience, even though it's non-theistic. Right. They don't feel beholden to these superstitions anymore. And sometimes when people, even who identify as Christians, can see that it's really not about insulting you. It's about you know, religion-based trauma that other people have suffered, or it's, it is about their their independence from superstition they can maybe see that if they don't agree with it but where a lot of christians now are starting to agree with us and in some cases even advocate for us is when they see like in arkansas where at this on the state capitol grounds they put up a ten commandments monument right. and they passed a, a bill in their in their house that allowed for it said this is a historical document and it's uh and it's, it, it commemorates uh, the foundations of constitutional law, which is what they consider the Ten Commandments to be, which is a bizarre take on history. But aside from that, right. uh, you know, it's a, it's a separation of church and state issue. But they were saying because it was a privately donated monument that it wasn't a government endorsement of a particular religious viewpoint. But if that was the case, right. then it should be willing to take a private donation of another monument. So we offered a monument and we started suing them because they they wouldn't allow us to put up our monument on the same grounds the Ten Commandments were. The and that's gone into litigation. But we actually got significant local Arkansas Christian support because there were Christians who were offended by the government using what was sacred to them as this kind of political ploy to advance the careers of certain politicians who were loud-mouthing about turning this into a Christian nation and all that kind of thing. And, you know, there's Christians who don't follow that Christian nationalist agenda right. of making sure that everybody is Christian uniformly by force. You know, uh, some people take a more spiritual perspective and realize that for this to actually be meaningful to people, it can't be imposed on them by coercion. It needs to be something that's real to them. It needs to be something that speaks to them directly. And that's not going to happen when it's imposed upon them and they don't want what's sacred to them used as a tool by the government any more than we want the Ten Commandments sitting there appearing to be an endorsement of a specific viewpoint right. under the authority of government institutions. I watched um, Hail Satan. Amazing documentary, by the way. It was really good. Um, is that the specific... Was that Arkansas? Is that what you're talking about? When you guys brought the Baphomet? Yeah, yeah. That's still in litigation. That should be oh, wow. wrapping up soon. But, I mean, to be fair, that really got held up when COVID struck. And then for the longest time, nothing happened with it. But now we're at the point where... The judge should be ruling on that with finality within the next six months here, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Damn. I mean, yeah. I think I think 
Yeah, I think by law, right, you should probably win that case. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. But that said, there are other cases where by law, I think we had the most solid standing you could ask for. But courts openly treat us differently in in a discriminatory fashion. And oftentimes when we're suing the government, it's very unbalanced. It's Mm. a completely different story when we're not suing the government. But when we're suing the government, that's when we see judges make the most obscure and unlikely and implausible rulings just in an effort to avoid hearing our case because they don't want to be the ones to rule in our favor Mm -hmm. and they don't want to be the ones necessarily to rule uh, very strongly against well-established law. So they usually find ridiculous things. Loopholes to kind of go around. Question our standing. Standing is one of the most subjective things in the courts. Standing is when a judge decides whether or not you are sufficiently directly impacted by a law to be able to sue about it. You can't just sue because you don't like a law or because by your understanding of it, it's illegal. You have to be directly impacted by it. So in Indiana, we were taking our abortion rights advocacy there, and they have an all-out abortion ban. And we were suing to say we should have a religious exemption from this and be able to at least distribute our uh, abortifacient pharmaceuticals because we do have a telehealth uh, abortion clinic. And um, the judge took this under consideration and then decided that the fact that we have significant membership to the point where it's statistically impossible that membership of ours won't get pregnant in Indiana in the future, uh, that, that wasn't enough to this judge. The judge wanted us to provide a list of Satanic Temple members in Indiana who would in the future get pregnant and need an abortion. Wow. And that's an impossible hurdle. So, you know, the the uh, attorney general's office in Indiana was applauding and saying we won our 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 legal arguments prevailed. But the but the fact of the matter was the legal question was never explored. That topic was never asked and answered. We can still sue and we intend to. But the problem now is we have to wait till a member of the Satanic Temple in Indiana gets pregnant and wants an abortion. And then we have to use them as a plaintiff. So this judge, by not doing her duty, by not looking at this case that is a known legal issue and that is is sure to come up, is just increasing human suffering by making sure somebody needs to go through all this and then put their name on a public record as a Satanist advocate of abortion. And all that comes with that, the the death threats, the- uh, In Indiana, by the way, in Indiana, that's terrible. Yeah, it's it's horrific. It's it's a horrific thing to do. And it's, it's irresponsible. It's it's unintelligible. It's it's outrageous, but that's the situation we're in. So, would you take it to the uh, Supreme and, Court if you had to? I have a feeling. I personally, my prediction is this: that we will first get a ruling on the Baphomet case, and I think the Baphomet case will definitely go in our favor. I, I feel that the Ten Commandments monument in Arkansas will at least come down, and we were asking for the remediation of our monument going up for an equal amount of time, being that they left the Ten Commandments monument up there for so long. I don't doubt that a court will find a way to justify not having us put our monument up, but taking the Ten Commandments down. But then I think the state of Arkansas might uh, appeal to the Supreme Court. And previously, before more recent rulings and more recent events, I felt that the Supreme Court wouldn't hear the Arkansas's case because it's a really weak one. Mm-hmm. But now I'm not so sure that they care whether something's a weak case or not. The Supreme Court has shown that they're willing to contort the law just to whatever they see fit. So I could see that one going to a, the Supreme Court and being overturned against us. And I see that as a potential in a lot of our other cases where, you know, we have a greater chance of winning if it doesn't go to the Supreme Court. But Things are as they are, right. and if things end up going to the Supreme Court, we'll have to we'll have to take it there, and hope at the very least that at some point the public starts waking up in outrage over some of these rulings, and, yeah, and that I, kind I, of public I, pressure I, I does matter. I literally like 
I was on Clubhouse during a pandemic, and I was in a room with a Satanist. And like every, I was an, I was just a plain Jane atheist. And I was like, a Satanist? Do you worship the devil? I just had so many questions, right? And he literally just, it was the sweetest, nicest person ever. And just talked to me about everything Satanism. And I was like, how can I become a Satanist? This is amazing. Like, this is great. And it completely changed my mind. And I it, sometimes I don't, it, it's really kind of like a simple Google. There's YouTube channels. I mean, these people that like kind of just go in on you guys constantly, it's like you you can get, it's easy to to get this information and understand exactly what Satanism is. It's not that hard to comprehend. I don't understand the whole outrage behind it. I mean, anyone that has simple comprehension skills can say, okay, we get it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What do you think it is? Do you think they're just kind of stuck and like the, the, the Satan or the devil has consumed them so much through religion that they just can't even open their eyes and be like, it's really simple to see. Well, the last time Satanism was really relevant in the media before the satanic temple came around, we started advocating for equal access in public forums and that kind of thing was during what sociologists now call the satanic panic of the 1980s and 1990s. And in that time, daytime talk shows were going through QAnon-like conspiracy theories as though they were established facts, talking about underground satanic cult conspiracies of human sacrifice, human trafficking, and all these other things. Which none of which turned to have turned out to have any evidence behind them whatsoever, and was is regarded now as this moral panic, a, a literal witch hunt that was based on nothing at all. And I think in a lot of people's minds, in the background of their minds, they have some impression of the satanic panic, or at least the mythology that was put forward from it, and just that Satanism must just stand for cruelty evil, anti-human behavior, anything against what was supposed to be good Christian charitable values and things like that. And we've really had a growing membership. Uh, We've grown exponentially through time in the last 10 years that we've been an organization. And I think that a lot of that is people recognizing us in our affirmative values in contrast to what they see from characters like Mike Pence and Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and other people leveraging religion towards theocratic political ends, whether they're believers or not. It seems it seems like a power bid in a way of really rallying the most uh, 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 basic zealots that they can get on their side. Mm -hmm. And in that way, I think it makes us legible to people. But people still push back and they'll always ask me why why satan right it, that that must just be to provoke and offend christians and or if it's not that you know it's going to do that right, right. so so why do it why not make it something else that that, that seems to be the no, most listen, common listen back and me forth just I being get. me just being an atheist like christians feel attacked as soon as i right. say i'm it's an like, atheist they're like whoa you it's like us. one of our one of our, uh, one of our members said on uh, on the Hail Satan documentary. Atheism defines what you're not. You know, for us, Satanism defines what we 
what we are. And it's not that we just kind of arbitrarily latched onto this iconography and said, you know, this really pisses these guys off. We're going to use this. You know, as I was saying about it being meaningful to us earlier, you know, that whole thing about having grown up in religious environments, having felt that superstition was a counterproductive aspect in their lives. Maybe they had a lot of guilt and fear because of the things they were taught. Yeah, absolutely. It does really put this kind of transcendent value on on embracing the blasphemous. And I think that's just really what separates the the Satanist from the atheist. And I'm really proud that we've built something that has given people a sense of community in home in a religious context where they thought they would never find one. We have a lot of trans membership, a lot of gay membership, a lot of membership who were previously atheist and thought that they would never find that sense of community, especially right. in something that that called itself a religion. And they, they find it with us. And I, to me, that's very gratifying. I, I, I absolutely love it. Um, so can you tell me what's the actual philosophy behind Satanism for people that don't know? People have looked at our, our seven tenets, which are general and humanistic, and have said that, you know, what separates this from humanism, because we do uphold bodily autonomy as a, as a tenant, and with that, we leverage our arguments for reproductive rights. Uh, we do believe in free speech, but we're not hypocritical about it, so it's not just one of those kind of conservative talking points about where we want to go and you know, offend people or denigrate them and, and claim it's just a free speech thing and then cry that uh, uh, books need to be burned when we feel like it. Um, and, and so we, we we really take a kind of civil liberties point of view on things. And, uh, you know, people put us down sometimes and say, well, anybody can agree with those. What makes you different as a religion? And, you know, the fact that we embrace the blasphemy, the fact that we have these symbols, we have ritual events, we have this community and this kind of narrative context for everything we're doing and uh, put it all within this kind of religious calling to act as uh, as guardians against rising tyranny, wherever it may be. Right. I, I get that. Um, so if there was like a, I don't know, a gathering of Satanists, right? And I were, I was to come, what, what, what would we do on like a regular day? Or maybe like, do you guys have like a Satanist barbecue situation or what are your oh, gatherings there's, well, there's, like? There's that. And there's, I mean, there's, there's plenty of options. We, uh, you know, when you see about us in the news, it's usually about these legal cases and things like that. But on the congregational level, people are getting together all the time, having, having different gatherings. There are some things that have the ritual component, but even with ritual, it's a very, uh, it's a creative process. It's different than what people would be used to in a mainstream church in that it's, again, not about the authoritarian conditioning, but there's more of a general parameters and then people write the script about how this will go out, uh, how this will go down um, according to where it's happening, who's involved. So it's all, it's all creative and it all it's all open to the input of mm -hmm. of the people participating and a lot, you know different congregations have different interests but uh for the most most part you know we just try to be uh tr try to be a balanced organization that is firmly set in its values but also open and inclusive to people of different point of views different backgrounds uh you know, people may be looking for direction and guidance to be able to come to us and uh, and feel like they can they can ask questions and and evolve themselves as people rather than I think, you know, currently the cultural environment is such that people are really trying to shut themselves off and narrow down and tribalize even further. It may seem weird, you know, when people think that we're this kind of culture war tool that's uh really flamboyant and and really uh and, and really offensive to the opposition that we would rather kind of see ourselves as a as a force uh of depolarization rather than division totally 
totally. Sorry, I had a sneeze. <laughs> My bad. Right. Um, so <clears throat> I know I, I grew up Christian my whole life. And um, I have friends that for 28 years, they're still my friends, and they love Jesus. And when I tell you they love Jesus, they love Jesus. And um, and I love them. They're like my sisters, right? So when it comes to religion, we kind of, we, we've had our debates in the past, right? And then we decided to say, you know what? We're not going to talk about this anymore. We're going to love each other as sisters. And that's just what it's going to be. Do you have anyone in your life or family that you're very close with that are, you know, still either religious or believe in God? Do you guys still get along or have you been like completely outcasted um, from friends and family like that? You know, for some people, it was really difficult at first. And when I first started uh, being the public face of this, that was really frightening to me. I know, you know, you might see Hail Satan and, and it looks like it was all kind of comedy, but I, I was well aware of the satanic panic before I started doing this. And I, I genuinely felt that there was a greater purpose in doing what we were doing. And I was willing to suffer a bit of grief to, to see that through. And I genuinely feared for my reputation in, in life, being uh, a media spokesperson for a satanic organization, felt that this really needed to be vindicated. And I didn't necessarily think that People would come around anytime soon with a better understanding of what we met, meant. But I felt in the long term, you know, that this this could be vindicated. And, you know, with that in mind, I think things have worked out better than I might have anticipated. And there was a book written by us, or by, not by us, uh, but about us by by a Catholic uh, a scholar of religions for Oxford University Press. His name is Joseph Laycock, and it's called Speak of the Devil. And, uh, you know, I, I spoke with him at length. I, I would consider him a friend. He's a he's a great guy. He's, he's still Catholic, but I think he really he really understands who we are and what we're doing. And I don't think about that if I'm ever talking to him. He's a reasonable right. person. And some other religion scholars are like that too, especially the Catholic ones are deeply interested in what we are and why we believe what we do. And they, they seem to get it even while not agreeing with it. Totally. And what I, I've, I've really softened my own view towards some of the other theistic religions, just dealing with so many people and so many people are in opposition to us and other people who aren't necessarily in opposition to us, active opposition to us, but believe differently with their religious point of view. And I've just come to realize that Christians really exist on a, on a broad spectrum, totally. you know, to some, of, to some of your friends, their perspective of Jesus might be very similar to how we view this metaphorical construct of Satan. Right. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll look at, at, uh, as, at, uh, Jesus as this, uh, very, uh, liberal kind of uh freedom fighter and and just things that just don't resonate to me because i see that differently i see same I, for one thing I, I don't believe in 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 an actual spiritual being so i just believe there's a kind of literary value metaphorical value to these characters so to me uh the the, the image of jesus is overtaken by by bible thumping gun nuts who want to turn totally. this into a theocratic nation and it, it's just not it's just not going to be different for me that's 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 burnt into my mind that's Same. you know the, the image of point, jesus yeah. scares the shit out of me everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And I know that I have like religious trauma from that. Also, like just kind of getting into science and evolution and stuff like that. I, you know, I, I eventually turned into an atheist. But um, yeah, G- images of Jesus, uh, the, it, it scares me. I just think right. it, it doesn't right. it doesn't look like a, f- a a figure or a person that I want to subscribe to that I want to listen to, knowing all the things that he's done within the Bible. That's not a person that I want to worship. Um, right. And so that was the beginning of my atheist journey. It just it was very scary for me. Yeah, maybe that's a way to describe it to some of it, the uh, people with an opposing view. It's just. I mean, the way I see it, there's many Jesuses, and I met the wrong one. Exactly. But that's 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 imprinted on me now. Totally. You know? and, and I feel like it's better just if people realize that different people can ascribe different meanings to different symbols and different literary characters, and that does not make them moral monsters. And I think if we recognize that about each other, and we learn to interrogate things more deeply rather than just saying, well, they're a Satanist, they're Christian, you know, they're Muslim, therefore this one's bad, this one's good, or whatever. Right. That's it's not appropriate at all. Some of those religious labels don't actually mean a whole lot at all, and you really need to understand where people are coming from individually. I, I feel like most of the time with Christians, they tell me that I'm just going to burn in hell for being an atheist. And I'm like, that's not a very like holy Christian outlook to say that to someone. That's not very nice. If Christianity is supposed to be nice, you not all Christians are like that. But the most of the ones that that I run into, they're like, well, you're going to hell. You don't believe in God. You're going to burn in the pits of fire, and you know that's on you. And I'm like, that's that's not nice because I I wouldn't say that to anyone else. I wouldn't talk to a Muslim like that or anyone else like that. Right, and people look at our battles, some of our legal battles, like putting our monument up next to the Ten Commandments monument in Arkansas. And unfortunately, a lot of times they look at that as though that's that's funny, that that's a prank. Like we, we found a, a legal loophole to fight the Christian nationalists. But to, to me, in my mind, that's not... That's, that's not the, the kind of thing that can be laughed at. If we we lose that case i think that that has deeper meaning in a in a, much, a very negative way and when you look at the the 10 commandments and and you see you know that there's some christians who will take our side and say yes we sh- we shouldn't be putting our 10 commandments on the public grounds to me that tells me those are the types of christians who realize that the 10 commandments are for them if they're going to live that life that they personally should have no gods before jehovah but when you put that on public grounds, you're sending the message that the public at large should have no gods before this God. Right. And that is a declaration of theocracy. Yes. And then it takes on a whole different meaning when you also have prohibitions against name in vain. That's another contradiction against the First Amendment and people's rights to speak as they will and within right. free expression. Then it becomes horrific. And I do think that the Ten Commandments in the context of personal worship is a completely different thing than the Ten Commandments on public grounds. 
in the Ten Commandments on public ground should scare everybody. Absolutely. I and I agree with you, that whole political view. I agree with everything you just said. Um, and that's why I'm a fan. Um, so do you have children? I do not. I, I you know, not yet. I, I maybe say, I, I'm pretty sure. No, I, okay. I in, in, in my case, I. I live in such a way where I try to keep people do the best I can to prevent people from recognizing where I live. You know, I, I'm worried enough about my niece and nephew ending up attached to my name and, and that type of thing. Totally. It may sound paranoid, but you, you have no idea the amount of hate mail I get and the amount of chatter I see online and that type of thing. Having kids would just be another thing to stress out about all day long. I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, oh yeah, they're, trust me, they're definitely going to go in on me on this YouTube channel. Like the comments are going to go in on me. Um, but I'm okay with that. I'm good. Cause you know what? I just feel like there's so many people out there like me that are just scared to say how they feel. And I, again, when I met the Satanists on Clubhouse, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. How come more people don't know about this? Is there a chapter in LA? I want to go talk to people. Like I want to just learn more and feel like maybe I belong somewhere because I'm so secluded in my atheism out here. And it, there's no community. You know what I mean? There's nothing, there's no other like-minded people. And then, you know, Satanism just... You know, I've I've been abused. I've been I've been tortured by people. And I got to the point where I was like, it's time for me to be selfish. I have to be selfish. That's the only way that I'm going to survive is if I put myself first. Then I meet the Satanist and he's like, Satanism is all about self. And I was like, oh, shit. This is this is amazing. And so here we are. Here we are talking now because I'm like, this is great. So if I were to come, I know like you guys had the the black house in Salem, right? Is that like a museum or you guys kind of made it well, like museum like? That's where I am right now. The uh the the lower floor is all a gallery and mm -hmm. there's a shop and people come and visit. And of course, it was really busy in October just recently. That's right. the busiest time of year and then Salem really slows down. We have a library here with a archive that's of interest to academics and cbc was here borrowing from it uh just last week uh, it, we have a lot of uh information news clippings things like that about the satanic panic of the 80s and 90s and just things of historical interest to this entire movement and 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 my office is in here and you know you should come visit sometime i will i definitely will so the the after school satan club is that pretty much the same thing as like what you're trying to do with the Baphomet? Is it like a legitimate after school program or you're just trying to start the conversation of if you're not going to separate church and state, we're going to also add this for your kids and see how you feel well, about it. Cause it, it again is a hypocrisy. Well, th thank you for that question because it gives me uh, the opportunity to clarify something that I think another people make a mistake on a lot of times is I think sometimes people think we are going to throw in symbolically, like, you know, that there's uh, these proselytizing Christian after-school clubs and that we're going to come in immediately and say, well, then we want a satanic one, whether or not we have a curriculum or agenda or whatever. And we don't. We actually... Uh, and that can be frustrating because it can take us a bit longer sometimes to come through with something because we put a whole structure in place. But when we were uh, planning the after-school Satan clubs, we consulted experts in education. We we uh, got educators together. We we really worked at putting together our curriculum, and we scrapped several cur curriculums before we settled on a model of more of a self-guided learning atmosphere. And, and that, that threw away, I think, a lot of uh, teaching possibilities and a lot of things we had in the curriculum, just as a concession to what the model was. We, we really weren't going to be giving these kids a degree 
they didn't want to come in and be, you know, and have too much thrown at them in an after school program. Anyways, it was a tremendous amount of work and we ended up throwing away most of it for a right. for a model of self, self-guided learning. But I say all that just to to demonstrate that we don't really do anything like this half-assed. When we when we're saying we have a club that's ready to go, you can be sure we re- really have a club and it's ready to go and also that we're ready to go to court to defend it and have all that evidence established and ready to show that no, this wasn't a bluff. This is something we want to do. This isn't something we're just wasting the court's time on. This is something that's meaningful to us. And because we've kept a sense of humor the whole time we've been doing what we're doing, it's easy for people to assume that we're a joke, that we're a prank, that there's something disingenuous about what we're doing. We don't really mean it or something like that. And I just refuse to allow that to make us start acting like the dry, sober, just not fun having pricks yeah. in every other organization. I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely, it, I completely get it. So if someone you wanted keep to things fun. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks fun. Like when I was watching Hell Satan, I'm like, this looks fun as hell. Yeah, everybody thinks legitimacy means you can't be having fun at all. And that's just not, I can't live that life. You know, totally. I've given up enough as it is. <laughs> don't don't ask me to, to walk away from fun when it's there to be had. Totally, totally. So if someone wanted to become a Satanist, right? Let's say whatever state they're in, is there some type of website where... I don't know if you wouldn't necessarily sign up, but like to find a community, do you have like a, a website where, you know, people can kind of find a community where they are? Yeah. The satanic temple.com. There's a drop down menu at the top of the screen that should show what the active congregations are and the ways people can get into the ministry program. And we, we run services every Tuesday on uh, we have a streaming platform, the satanic temple.tv. And people can participate in those for for free. They can watch those and, and access those. And there's a chat on the sidebar. And in fact, another fun thing we do is I run movies every Wednesday night. We watch bad movies, uh, yeah. you know, under budget, under recognized, obscure films. And, you know, it's a, it's this sidebar chat that makes it all uh, palatable. You know, you can, you can watch bad films if you can... Uh, if you can all comment on them uh, together in, in unison and, and enjoy the fact that you're doing that. Right. I love that. Is there, yeah. Is there anything that you want to uh, talk about or plug? Yeah, well, I should let everybody know again that it, you know, despite the fact that it got very little media coverage, John Oliver just mentioned it, but we did open a telehealth clinic for being able to distribute uh abortion pharmaceuticals and we're going to make the argument that given our religious status we should be allowed to distribute this even in states that have abortion bans that our religious liberty should trump that and that's going to be a monumental battle and it's uh, it's going to be uh, off to several false starts like in indiana where you know we had our standing ruled against on the most ridiculous grounds we're going to have to go through a lot of that so yeah we could we could certainly use anybody's support. Um, I feel I should shamelessly plug my band, Satanic Planet. We played recently at the uh, Indiana State <laughs> Capitol, uh, bringing that kind of activism into uh, into the band itself. We were we played at the state capitol in response to GOP politicians there allowing this Christian nationalist performer to have essentially a prayer rally within the within the state Capitol house. So they were inclined to say no to a satanic band performing in the state Capitol building. But we said, we'll take one of what that guy had. I thought it was going to be a legal battle, but they let us play. You can see that, that video on YouTube. It was surreal. I played shows before, but it was really surreal to be in a government building where you often feel you have to remain (laughs) silent, you know, and everybody's wearing a tie and it seems very, very uptight and there's police and metal detectors and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, just to that be was able a step to... forward, though. That was a step forward with everything that, you know, you guys do all the time. That's like a big deal. Yeah, but to be able to play our screaming, raucous music <laughs> in the Capitol building where this had taken place was was kind of a, an amazing experience. So would, would you say even, that would you say that Satanist are atheists that just love heavy metal and horror movies? I, you know, that might have been a better uh, description earlier on, like 10 years ago when we were doing this. Mm -hmm. But now because of what we're doing, the demographics are really changing. Like we 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 started out putting out a message of inclusivity and uh, standing up for for the unjustly maligned and marginalized. And so while I think earlier on our demographics were kind of white kids in in black uh clothing right like it, it's 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 really shifted now you don't know now now i do speaking engagements and i was down south and this older couple looked like you know they looked like they would be regular sunday churchgoers they were running up to me to show me their membership cards and i thought that was that was that's amazing so cool. yeah that's so cool so one more question why did you decide to be a Satanist? That wasn't really a decision I made at any particular point in time. There was no like one event that was an epiphany. It was just the culmination of so many things. It was growing up and witnessing the Satanic panic take place when I was a child. To see that these things were being said on media programs, on daytime talk shows, that they were talking about this sinister conspiracy. And it's not that I wanted to join that, but later on I became really curious as to what, where did these claims come from? And at the same time, I was growing really skeptical about right. the claims of mainstream religions and coming away from superstitious thought and seeing the damage in that. And then investigating more and seeing that these accusations against Satanism were never really based in reality. And in fact, people who identified with Satan or Satanism, you know, had had a few things in common, but one of the things that most all of them held in common was that they saw moral deficiencies in mainstream religions. Yeah, because so, it's, like, it's like if Satan punishes bad people, isn't he good? Right, and more than... More than wanting to give themselves the license to do bad things, they were recognizing that bad things were being done in the name of the guys who thought they were the good guys. Right, and right. There, there's, a, there's a psychological principle known as moral self-licensing that is to say when people believe themselves to be... Uh, on the moral high ground, unquestionably on the moral high ground, there's a much greater tendency for them to, in actuality, act like assholes. Totally. And I think, and, and I think we see that a lot of times when we see people acting in a very immoral way, but feeling that they have some kind of entitlement to do so because they're waving a cross. And I think you're going to find good and bad people in any large enough grouping, but I think on balance you might find a lot worse behavior in a grouping of people who feel that their morality is already established just on a symbolic basis. I, I have that. That's exactly what I saw growing up. And that's yeah. what made me want to run from that completely. Right. And a lot of people have seen that. And like yeah. I said, a lot of people recognize that when they come to Satanism and for the people for whom it's resonated right away, that's usually what they're seeing. They're seeing that in contrast to what they disagreed with, you know? Totally, totally. Do you think, um, so people's argument, and I, I honestly don't know how to answer this question, so I'm going to ask you. When I talk about Satanism, they always say, well, there are some Satanists that do worship the devil, right? Is that a thing, or is that like, I heard like Luciferian, is that like something else? Or yeah, no, can you explain that, all that? Thing. Yeah, there there are theistic Satanists, uh, Satanists who view Satan as an actual supernatural entity that exists and is a 
isolate consciousness that makes decisions and maybe speaks to people or whatever. And that's not a very big movement from what I can tell. And there's nothing in the way of real large, organized, theistic Satanist groups. But I have been in contact with theistic Satanists just to, and sometimes, you know, Pick I try their to brain figure out. See what, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that work? And it's not much different than, you know, Christian theists or whatever. And some of the theistic Satanists, at least, aren't uh, aren't so different from from the non-theistic sometimes in that they still view the character of Satan in the type of way that we view the metaphorical construct of Satan as right. the ultimate rebel against tyranny, but just real. And, you know, to that end, I think in the future, when people start getting more comfortable recognizing non-theistic religions as legitimate, I think we'll see a lot. I think we'll see non-theistic Christians making themselves known. I think a lot of people really do just view Jesus as this idea of the golden rule, be good to each other. This is the character of Jesus kind of thing. Right. And they don't necessarily believe that any moment now, you know, a He's seven headed come down on his chariot. Going, yeah, right, them. right. That's right. what my mom and, believes. I'm like, mom, girl, come on. But, but some you know, people, I, think I, they I let feel, her have it. They feel obligated to believe that they yeah. don't want to question it because they feel like if they if they stop believing that or saying they believe that they have no place in that community anymore. They have to give up those ethics. And no, I think my mom, literally, point, she, she feels like she's going to go to hell. I've had conversations with her because, you know, growing up, my mom always said, you know, this family has generational demons. You know, this family always, this family has demons on our back. I'm telling you. And I would be like, mom, no, I don't have no fucking demon on my back. Just stop. (laughs) You're scaring me. Like, and then I got older and I'm like, these generational demons that you're talking about, you're believing it's in your head. You're believing it. And then it's becoming true. So it's like, if I walk under a ladder or break a mirror and I'm like, I'm going to have seven years bad luck. I'm going to walk around looking for bad luck. Like you can't, yeah, yeah. You, you can't live like this mom. And then she's like, well, I'm just scared to let go of God because if he is true and real, then I'm going to go to hell. So that's where I'm at with my mother. As an atheist, you've probably gotten some of those crazy questions before though. And I've gotten it several times in my life, many times with regularity, somebody will ask, well, if you don't believe in the Bible, what's preventing you from raping and murdering people or doing any number of criminal acts? And to me, that's absolutely insane. Insane. Uh, and I think, uh, how serious can they be about that? But you really want people to realize, look, it's not it's not the book. You know, uh, you take that away, you might find you just really don't want to go out raping murdering totally yeah you just don't want to hurt people because it doesn't make you feel good right right yeah Yeah. and that's and if you really feel that you're only not doing that for fear of punishment maybe maybe this is morally crippling more than morally establishing you know totally totally but again they don't usually want to have that conversation they'll just be like you know god got me the Lord got me. I'm good, you know? But that's also why I feel comfortable pushing this, regardless of so many people saying, well, it just pisses people off. It's just it's just too much for people to try to take in anything other than Satan. But I feel like, no, there's just so much importance to people being able to look past that. Because at the very, at the very roots of it, at the very least, people should realize... Like I said at the beginning, that those questions of whether or not they approve of what we believe in, they approve of the lifestyles we have, those are all irrelevant when presented with the question of our constitutional rights. If we're acting within the law, they shouldn't care. Exactly. And if they agree that us acting within the law 
you know, gives us equal access and when we can't be treated any any differently as citizens. And I don't I don't care. I don't care whether they like us. I really don't. (laughs) I I feel the same way. I'm at this point. I'm just like, you know what? I don't even care. You either like me or you don't. You either agree or you don't. But just respect my beliefs or lack of belief and let it just be what it is. So um, honestly, I feel like that's where a lot of progressive movements are going wrong right now, too. They've, They've gotten away from, you know, really narrowing in on legal rights and have gotten into the demand of everybody should love us too. And at that point, forget it. You know, like, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. You shouldn't at this point, you really shouldn't. It's it's just, you know, you're, you're doing everything you can to, to make a difference and have religious freedom. And I applaud you for that. I think you're doing the right thing. You're amazing. I've watched other interviews and, um, I feel like they don't they don't give you an opportunity to just talk. It's like, why would you why would they invite you on and not let you talk? You know, it's pretty shitty. Well, that's that's the Fox News way. I I've often felt walking away from interviews. What could somebody have learned from that? But I still do them because people will message and say, I watch this show. Even with Tucker Carlson, people were messaging me afterwards and saying they watch his show religiously, but they had they thought he was wrong when it came to what he was saying to me. So I I wouldn't have necessarily I would not have necessarily expected that going in. I wouldn't think that any long term, you know, Tucker Carlson fans would be able to watch (laughs) (laughs) a Satanist on his show and say, well, he's got a point. But the fact that there are some means there is some real value in engaging with people. And I feel like that is one of the more important messages of our time right now. People Mm -hmm. really aren't engaging and people are really doubling down and drawing hard lines, tribalizing more. And it's it's really not doing us any favors. And I'm worried about the next election. I know. I hear you. Um, So what are you guys working on as far as activism like right now? Is there anything new coming up? There is not enough. There is not a whole lot new necessarily, but a lot of the same old stuff. And the reproductive rights fight is intense. It is uh, something very demanding and requires a lot of resources. We can only do as much as we can. It looks like charter school battles will be a real thing coming up in the future. Now, uh, you know, there's a lot of push to give public funds to private schools that aren't beholden to government regulations and restrictions, specifically because uh, religious interests want to set up, uh, you know, give an avenue to giving public funds to religiously indoctrinating schools. And that might be another place where, you know, we have to counteract that by setting up schools through the satanic temple that like our after-school Satan clubs aren't focused on religion or religious indoctrination, right. but are run by a religious organization and so still have all the benefits that can be afforded to that. And, you know, in some ways we're a, a real frontline uh, advocacy group against this Christian nationalist push for a theocracy just by taking advantage of the things that they are establishing. But it really isn't a matter of just taking advantage. It's not like we're getting, you know, these legal battles aren't lucrative to us. You know, it does depend on donations and things like that. We we haven't gotten a, you know, a payoff and going into courts for these things. It's about. Do you guys have a GoFundMe? Well, we just have a general donations page set up on on the the uh, website. Yeah, uh, on the website. And, there, you know, you can you can. you can donate specifically towards campaigns you want to. If your interest is reproductive rights, you can give directly to our reproductive rights campaign. We have other campaigns and things we do. But you can look at our record. We always come through with totally. the things that we say that we're doing. And uh, and fight on, we will. But, uh, you know, there there are definitely those setbacks. So don't, don't be alarmed if uh, when one of our lawsuits gets thrown away after tens of thousands of dollars already thrown into it just because a judge decided they didn't want to hear it. Right. 
Damn, that's fucked up. Yeah, it can be really frustrating, but. Well, I'm pro, I'm, I'm do, pro choice. I'm pro choice. If you ever need any help from me, let me know. I'm I'm there. I'm ready to fight for the cause. And um, thank you so so much for doing this. This has been really amazing. Well, you you put forward the offer. If you wanted to, uh, <laughs> you wanted to just film a little snip where you uh, for our our abortion clinic or whatever else. I'll I'll, I'll email and we could we yeah, could definitely let, work let, let's talk about it. That, yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah, about whatever. it, especially those states down south. I mean, the the women there have it so hard. Um, they can't even cross like the state lines and, you know, doctors are getting arrested. They're going to jail. They're doing back alley abortions that women are, are dying. It's just it's it's really sad what's going on. I mean, I live in California, so, you know, um, any way I can help, just let me know. Well, not to put too fine a point on it I and mean, repeat myself, but. In Indiana, the judge it will not hear our case until we have somebody who's pregnant who needs an abortion. How cruel and idiotic is that? Terrible. She and imagine it, by she knows time it's going to happen, by it's time you actually get into court, yeah. But yeah. by time you actually get into the court, it may be too late for an abortion anyway. They'll like schedule well, it later. We, we had a situation in Missouri where we had a plaintiff, and the plaintiff was pregnant. And then the judge waited nine months and said, because our plaintiff couldn't be pregnant any longer, the case was moved. And this was before Roe versus Wade was overturned. Mm. So the Roe versus Wade precedent had set, uh, had established a precedent of uh, capable of repetition yet evading review and decided that it's inappropriate for a judge to do that. If it can happen again, the judge is supposed to review it. Just like if it's sure to happen in Indiana, the judge should have reviewed it. Right. And in both cases, they threw the case out. So, so but sad. that's the battle we got to fight. We still got to do it. You know, we still have to, we still have to do it. Absolutely. Well, let's keep in touch. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm down for the movement. Um, I appreciate you. I love everything that you're doing and I'm happy we got an opportunity to talk. And I know that my fan base is probably very different than your fan base and, you know, vice versa. So um, I'm curious to see what these comments are like and how people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> how they're receptive to this conversation. But I think it's I think it was an amazing conversation. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you so much. It was great chatting with you. Absolutely. Take care. That's it for today's episode. If you like it, leave me a review. This episode was recorded at Spotify Studios in Los Angeles. Subscribe to I Hope They're Not Listening wherever you're listening to podcasts right now. And we'll be back with more soon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.